Washed Up Emo sponsors New Belgium Brewing are celebrating their 30th anniversary as a company. To celebrate, they're releasing Wild Ride Amber IPA, a happy tribute to their iconic fat tire. Even better, New Belgium Brewing are giving away bikes and gear all year. Find out more information by visiting newbelgium.com. Do you ever wonder if your favorite band is emo? Tired of being in the same conversation with friends? Not knowing if you're listening to post-hardcore, screamo, emo revival, emo emo violence, even ska. We're We're here here to to help. help. The Emo Council is here staffed and ready for any question you may have. Hey, Emo Council, just wondering if Green Day was considered an emo band. Thanks. Green Day is not an emo band. Okay. From the creators of Washed Up Emo, isthisbandemo.com offers the definitive answer to the only important question of your day. Hey, is this been emo? This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 88 of the Washed Up Emo podcast. I'm Tom Mullen from washedupemo.com. Today, we welcome Stefan and Steve from the band Pop. We hung out in the van before their recent sold-out New York City show and chatted about the Canadian scene, their amazing and inventive videos, hockey, because it's required by Canadian law, if you didn't know, and their first true music loves. A true road dog of the punk scene that shows no sign of stopping. They play 250 shows a year. Don't miss them the next time they come into your town. This is episode 88 of the Washed Up Email Podcast with Stefan and Steve from Pup. Quick side note, this was recorded in a van in New York City. You're going to hear some noise. Stefan and Steve from the band Pup. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Delancey Street, everybody. Here we are. (laughs) New York City, sold out show. Um, I think whatever, uh, we were just talking earlier about, I'm very familiar with Canada and, you know, uh, Toronto. What... How did you guys get into the scene? Where do you guys all met in childhood? Correct, or um, were the the other three guys were kind of childhood friends, and I'm kind of the newcomer. Uh, I didn't grow up in the same area as they did, but still in Ontario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like north of Toronto, I grew up. Um, but we all played in like shitty bands that played the same like all ages venue growing up. So I guess that would be kind of how yeah. we got initiated. When we were kids, Toronto had the most killer all ages scene there was like i think there was like four or five legitimate all ages that's venues. amazing yeah, yeah to like, have because then that's where that shitty band's gonna play whatever shitty bands you're gonna learn mm-hmm. as you go totally and there to was be professional shitty there bands. Were, yes. I, I think i could name five <laughs> or six <laughs> venues that did all ages shows almost every day ranging in size from 60 cap to 2000 it's it was awesome wow. we lost all of that though when I mean, we were lucky because we, I guess when we became of drinking age in Toronto, which was nine, we were 19 years old, uh, those venues all shut down. Yeah. Uh, so that was a huge bummer, but we were kind of the uh, the recipients of all that good all ages vibe, yeah. energy stuff. And now, and now all of our friends who like went to those shows when we were kids with us, they all play in 
and cool bands as well. So Toronto's a pretty good scene right now. Mm-hmm. What were you guys getting into then for bands? What was it? Mm. I was a lot of doing a lot of ska. Yeah, I I liked some of the ska, and then you know, just like was also really into like Bad Religion and like so a lot of the punk, a lot of the punk stuff, and then emo. It, yeah, I did a lot of emo. Yeah. Screamo, screamo was so big when I was like fourteen. 15. What years was that? Uh, well, I was born in '88, so it was like right when all of the like Thrice and Thursday were kind of at their pinnacle and um you know get up kids who weren't really screamo i guess but uh, still in the same school yeah and as i i kind of got nerdier about guitar so anything that that got kind of you know i was really into like uh at the drive-in and like like that sort of world uh but then also got into like I guess since you said Sky, I can embarrass myself too. Yeah, I was I was thinking like we're just here talking, and I'm like saying like Ska and like Thrice, <laughs> and you're like yeah, at the drive-in, like, bad the religion. Drive-in, no. I'm sh- I no, did, like, you did, but like those bands. But come I also, on, help I, a brother out. I I was man. into jam bands. I was into jam. Okay, bands. Really? really? Oh yeah, I feel safe. So, now. You were saying you're from Vermont, dude. Half my high school, oh, excuse me, I'd say ninety percent of my high school was into. You know, fish. Oh, dude, I love. I still love fish. I will to this day defend Trey Anastasio as a guitar player. So, quick aside, senior year, Lemon Wheel Festival, which was something when I was that was when I was in high school, which it was before the internet. That sounds Um, like a euphemism for fucking like LSD or something. (laughs) Sure, it was. So, (laughs) so the whole high school and Trey lived in the town where I grew up in. Right. So he he offered tickets to Lemon Wheel for our school like after graduation they like have a party so you don't yeah, get shit faced yeah. and kill each other in right. cars. So that was that whole thing. I forget what they called it. But so they gave prom? T- no, it wasn't prom. No, it, was it was like, like after prom. Yeah, after prom. After, like yeah. after, after prom, but yeah. after graduation, don't kill yourself. I think that's a, that was the exact title. <laughs> that's, that's very sure. on the nose. I like positive. it. Very positive. I, I'm but, sick of metaphors, so personally, I think that's great. <laughs> so Trey gave tickets to Lemon Wheel, and I was a straight edge hardcore kid, totally, you know, angst. I stood up in front of the whole school and said, "If I win these, I'm going to burn them in front of you hippies." And yes, you're wow, awesome, dude. I'd have been friends with <laughs> Holy you. Holy fuck! No, actually, I would have been the kid that wanted to be friends with you, and I, and I was oh not cool God. enough to be friends with you. I love that. Yeah, but was like, what are you? But the vibes, man. But our talent shows were like everything was sure. jam bands, just noodlers, just noodles. High school yeah. talent show filled with jam bands sounds like my worst nightmare. That sounds so bad. Yeah. How did, did you guys when you started playing? Was you were doing jam bands like? Uh, kinda. <laughs> I mean, I was like, but I was also playing in in like more of a like kind of punky sort of band because like that was that was when I met Zach and Nestor, the other two guys in Pup, uh, and they were both really into punk, um, and so yeah, we we kind of that was a and for our band too, I think that's always been kind of the common ground, even though the four of us all do have. Uh, uh, ugly musical past. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, and then I was kind of on my own time, like, you know, I was that kid who would like have the guitar world subscription and actually do the playthroughs. Yes. Like all those like paper pages in the back. That was my shit. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I would do like one page and I get kind of like bored and be like, I'm going to play that Pearl Jam riff again. Yeah. yeah. I think at one point I, I knew. <laughs> I think at one point I knew almost all of Californication, like wow. the record, the record, not, not like, yeah. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. So guitar lessons ahead. 
Yeah, probably when yeah that'll be a, a soft landing spot. Just teaching. That should be kids. a YouTube channel or a playlist at least of you jamming and showing oh, everybody God. and having that guitar set in that little holder that keeps it like angled. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you just and like, you just stand there. You just walk up to him. Oh like, my this God! Is, this is an arpeggio. <laughs> <laughs> that also sounds like another one of my nightmares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can make it a reality. Oh God. <laughs> now the thing I like about Canada. Because I was so, I loved the Montreal kids. It would come down to Burlington, or, and there was something about that scene that you guys were so connected, um, and it wasn't anything I had experienced. And years later, working with Alexis on Fire at Equal Vision and seeing the crowds for them in Canada, and coming here, and you know, be a little blip, mm-hmm. you know, they yeah. just hadn't hit it. What about that? You know, what's 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 so connected with that scene that I, I just feel like. They t- they like yes, there's bands that get popular and some that don't. But they if someone's a band's taking off, it's almost like the whole country rallies yeah. around it. Yeah, there's a lot of Canadian pride. You know, and being a band in Canada is hard. There aren't very many good bands in Canada. Well, I shouldn't say that. There are a lot of good bands, but um, they're they're a bit fewer and far between. And you know, there are a lot of bands who from Canada who cut their teeth um, just touring across Canada nonstop yeah. and touring across Canada. Is really as tough. you get out to the it, yeah that's a that's a long drive yeah, yeah so, between so, Edmonton and Calgary yeah I mean <laughs> you you drive ten hours every single day and you play small towns and like you know you do a cross Canada tour you spend five weeks four weeks out on the road going across Canada and you play five big shows and ten small shows and that's your Canadian tour and it takes you know four four weeks it, it, it's really tough so. When there is a band that's doing it and working hard and, you know, starting to, like, gain some momentum, I feel like Canadians are really stoked about that because it's not an easy thing to be a Canadian band. It's really not. Yeah, and and the other thing, too, I think is, like, we're inundated with everything from the States. Yes. Uh, You're competing against that. Yeah, Uh, and that's that's not by choice, but... uh, so there's there's always going to be a contingent that kind of is like <laughs> vehemently supportive of Canadian music just because so I've read some interesting stuff where like people say that a big part of Canadian identity is positioning yourself as not American mm-hmm. uh, just because that is such a there's so much back and forth. Um, yeah. And I think like bands can struggle to break through because it's expensive to get here. That's the other thing. Like. If you're a touring band and you're doing this, it can be really, really difficult to pay to get the visas to and to you know eat to shit. Accept that, like you know, you, the, the American government's going to take thirty percent of everything. Yep. You yeah, make. as soon as you go, wh- which way is it? Is it worse going over back or here? Oh no, what's were they? Was it money wise, tax wise, or don't they? Is there something no, it's with merch, right? Well, it, they they are. They are supposed to tax on merch. That's a little more uh, shifty. Well, I won't get into that, but uh, <laughs> but definitely, like you know, when you when you play a show, like if you're getting paid, let's say you 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 come to play in New York for your first time, and your guarantee is a hundred dollars. Well, at the end of the night, the promoter hands you seventy, and thirty goes to the government. And it's like, when a young band that's too and hard trying to make it getting cut out by 30% is a big deal, you know? It's a big deal. Like, we've lost 
so much money to it's it's hard this is this is it it's like it's hard to be a canadian band and try to have a career outside of canada and it's hard to be a canadian band and have a career inside canada because the populations are spread out so i mean one thing that we've sort of experienced is that uh you know we're sort of having a little bit of grassroots success and it's starting to go well and that's the same thing for a number of other canadian bands is that when people start to see like the the rest of the world or at least people outside of Canada starting to pay attention to your band they're really proud and that, like we've seen that whole country or at least definitely Toronto and and other pockets like really really rally around us it's like people want like you know Torontonians it feels like want us to be successful that's rad to which feel. is amazing yeah it's incredible it's so supportive and it's like it's not just like they like the band it's like fine yeah they're probably like yeah pups fine but they they want, they want to have a, a, a band that they can be proud of from their country. And like a, yeah, awesome. like a local boy do good yeah. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're really lucky in that sense. Do, I mean, do you feel, you know, is is Europe is that same feel because it's going over there and being able to conquer or at least play the certain venue that you like or you're moving up kind of Europe? Do you feel that same way about America? Uh yeah, well we feel like I th- I feel like in the past few months everything's just gotten on uh it's it's just been a s- big step up for us and we feel good. Like we're in the middle right now. We're in the middle of a, a 100-day world tour. World kind of world. I'm doing air quotes right now. You can't see it in podcast <laughs> world, but uh, it's a world tour and by that what I mean is it's a privileged white country world tour. <laughs> uh so we're doing Europe and uh, Australia and North America and and just kind of everywhere we've seen it um, get a little better, be a little bit easier, uh, and, and be a little, it's fun. It's yeah. still fun for us. It's really interesting to me to see, with two records out now, like what is kind of hitting from the old record. Because I think there are a lot of people who are at show, and this is just the nature of kind of how it works, where, you know, the second record, I think, was a lot of people's introduction. And then they went back. Yeah, and... and it they it's it's been crazy. We noticed it a lot in like like kind of stranger gigs, like in like in Italy or like like where there's like a bit more of a language barrier, obviously, mm-hmm. um, where like they wouldn't respond as like kind of immediately to stuff from the old record, whereas like the new record, it's just crazy to me to to because you can't really control that and you don't really know how to influence it one way or the other. But it's just like it's really interesting to see. Have you changed up the set because of it? You're yeah, like, wow, everyone's yeah. banging that old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's kind of <laughs> it's it keeps us on our toes, you know. Like uh, there was a song off of first record, which was kind of like the 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 song you know from the first record called Reservoir, and uh, you know when we were in Australia, for instance, uh, Australians know the new record like Inside Out, and they don't know the the old record at all. So we thought, hey, it'd be a great idea to start with reservoir which is like something that most bands don't do is like start with their yeah their, their biggest song and we started with that and everyone just gave us blank stares like they'd never heard the song before and then we went into like the second song we played was probably like the least popular song yeah. off the new and record they went nuts. And, it, and it went off and we we're like this is weird so All right. strange or lesson like in, learned yeah like in the lesson uk learned. like in the uk the song lionheart from the first record doesn't hit as well for whatever reason with audiences but then when we play it here people go nuts so it's like 
It's like fun. what? Like what you is it? You need the cliff notes for each of the. Yeah. Like, all right, we're in Italy now. Yeah. Let's change the. Sets. I like it, but <laughs> I like it. And one thing, the two show, the two kind of shows that I really love because we play, we tour so much. You know, we do like we try to do two fifty shows a it's year. Amazing guys. Um, two fifty is not. It's it's a <laughs> lot, and and you know what? It can it's dumb. It's it dumb. can get boring. <laughs> like so, I my two favorite kinds of shows are one the like the absolutely nuts shows, which are always fun for any. Or two, the shows where we just totally crash and burn and like it sucks. Yeah, those shows are so fun for us in a different way. It's like you get to go off stage and go, uh, "Whoop!" <laughs> I guess that happened. So that happens a lot. Like I find, especially when you cross a border and you're playing to a different country. Like when we were in Europe, like the first show we played in every different country was a total disaster because they, like each country list, seemed new, to. Yeah connect differently with different songs and we would just play t- set lists that just didn't make sense for yeah. some reason in that country it'd be and we would crash and burn and it would be really great it'd be really funny for us because it's like and it's funny when you play because short of i don't know being like a free improvisation group or like a jam band most people when they're constructing set lists like kind of have set pieces that they can kind of fill in you know a song here or, or a different song there each night but it's like the first song is usually this. The middle song kind of has these two. The end usually kind of fits with these. Um, and so because of that, I feel like you you kind of expect the the sort of like like the arc of the show to go in a very specific way. And then when you're when you're somewhere where that arc isn't there, you're like, what? You're bought like you physically like feel that on stage. You kind of tense up a little bit more, and it's just really interesting to to see like how how that works mm-hmm. on a nightly basis and, that, and it's kind of fun to be like oh that didn't hit yeah. as well it's kind with of this fun to be crowd. like completely uncomfortable in front of seven eight hundred people yeah <laughs> that's like a really kind of like it's a feeling that i've grown to appreciate yeah recently just be like wow because it's it's we not like suck tonight it's not like being nervous it's not like we're like uh, worried about making like technical errors yeah we're not sounding good because like we play enough that it's not that you know, that's not to say I don't like have like a beer or two too many before I go on stage, and I'm like, oh, that's an interesting. <laughs> you know, that happens too. But like, yeah, it's fucking, it's like it's a different kind of like we can't read this room. We don't have this room in our hand mm-hmm. the way that we normally do, uh, and I like that. It's good. What a thing I thought about. I was thinking about the band you guys have toured with, the sound you guys are doing. Um, if it's you know Smith Street. Menzingers, Joyce Mayer, all those kind of like it's to me, you guys would have fit right in the 90s because you would have played with an emo band. You would have played with a hardcore band. And I feel like you guys are in that realm where you can't classify it. And I kind of really like that because it it shows that you've got all these different. I mean, just before you were like, I liked all these bands. You like jam bands. You came together and you're sort of putting this punk DIY thing out there. And it's honest. Mm-hmm. And I think all the bands that I kind of mentioned, they sort of have that same feel. Um, are you able to, you know, are you able to kind of think about that sometimes or like appreciate that these guys are all coming from this place? Because it, seem, it seems, again, it's not emo. It's not punk. It's like it's all these groups of sounds. Yeah. I feel like more now the people who kind of adopt. And that's growing. Too. Yeah. Like it's. Ballroom. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like nuts. people who who like adopt that kind of like DIY ethos or like aesthetic. I think it's now it's less rooted. 
it's not like our band could be your life as much now where like it was as much like a a political thing and it, it's very much like DIY can be this is our band and this is kind of we kind of just do whatever we want within our band that that feels natural to us um and and that's kind of always been our sort of thing and like like punk and DIY has always just been kind of what we knew growing up um yeah and I think that's what what sort of informs it where where you know like look at like Jeff Jeff Rosenstock's new music like that new record I got to interview him the week before and just I got to spend some time with it and I was like 17 songs yeah yeah and they're all like they're just and it still clocks in pieces to it yeah that come out it's so good and like you know what I mean and it's like you wouldn't like it fits yeah it all like it all kind of works even though all these these bands your Smith Street bands and your Jeff's and whatever us we all we don't none of us really sound the same but there's like a weird connection yeah uh, and I don't really know why that is, other than you know, punk being sort of a uh, malleable, and and kind of DIY being that sort of aesthetic. I, I just think that all the bands that we respect and the kind of band that we strive to be is not one that sounds like another band. You know what I mean? Like it's so easy to just like choose a genre and sound like that genre and get fans in that genre. Uh, and never kind of try to do anything new or original on your own. Well, that's that part that, you know, it got things get derivative really quickly. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, that's how Jeff Rosenstock does it, or that's how Joyce Manor does it. You can't do that because the next record is theirs is going to be different because it just, yeah. mm. it, if you start just pumping out mm. the same pop record, that's going to get boring. Yeah, totally. And I, and not only that, but like, if you're if you're playing, like... I can't. There are some scenes that are like some uh, crews of musical bands that just all sound exactly the same, and it's like if you can't tell them apart, what's like? How do I won't? I don't want to name any names, but it's like how do? How does a fan of one like let's call it like a generic pop punk band for War Tour Core? Like why? How does? How do they decide which of those bands are gonna like? I'm so confused by that because like I can't really tell the difference well i i could i, I love going to warp tour and uh being able to time when the breakdown's coming i'm usually <laughs> yeah. really good at it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can always do, do five four three two, 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 two yeah. you know so but again i think that that feeling or that it's 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 almost to me and people give me shit for it but i don't care i've been saying it for so long i feel like it's a certain type of fan that's going to be into that for a few years they're into it and they move on yeah they don't grow with the band they don't it's like i got i love you for these three things and i'm off and i'm gonna like something else in five years yeah Yeah. i'm gonna listen to i think pup fans are going to listen to pup a majority are going to stay with you and listen because it's from a different angle i mean i I, yeah that's very nice of you to say uh i just think like Am I making sense? Am I yeah, happy? yeah, totally. I mean, we, I guess we've all been in bands previously. That's the other thing. Like, we're a little... And that's not to say that the people who make uh, the, what we're talking about now aren't, aren't, like, a little bit older or whatever. But we've... I guess we've, like, made... I've made so many shitty records, like, that nobody cared about. Or been a part of records that were so crappy that 
that I just don't even want to listen to now. That like, but you were learning, and that's it. And 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 like being a little bit older now, and the the four of us all having made records and and done it in other bands, just sort of knowing what we like, what we don't like, mm-hmm. and and how to refine our own kind of creative approach. I think is kind of important uh, because we're really just trying to do stuff that interests us. Uh, and you, you're you're a little bit older, so your ears hopefully are a little bit bigger, a little bit wider. You kind of hear mm-hmm. things. Uh, I don't know. I think that helps. I think Jeff is the same way. I think a lot of our friends are the same way. They like a lot of really diverse and interesting music. And, and I don't want to say, like, oh, these bands aren't validated or they're they're people if you like them fantastic i just think there's this way that you come at it where it just it feels like candy i want it to feel like a full meal <laughs> right i want to feel <laughs> i don't want it just that's like, a, okay. i like that that's good yeah and uh, that's the kind of and also too i think for you guys as a band being in the internet era and having to be on all these socials and having to respond and being you know it isn't just a myspace message anymore mm. it's yeah. not a uh, you're just at the show meeting someone at the table. How have you guys taken that approach? Because you can be taken wrong a certain way when there's sarcasm or there's a, you know, a way that, how have you guys taken on that social part? Uh, yeah. Meaning like, how have you all, like, is someone handling it? It's one person to the other? Or are you guys sort of like. Mostly me, but like, I mean, I one just person? approach the, <laughs> I just approach the internet with the belief that you can't convey tone very well. So Speak you have like to be a robot. you have to just be like like surgically precise. Mm-hmm. Uh and the other thing is that I think people can smell the bullshit. In the same way that like but that is the same way that Stefan writes lyrics. Like as far I mean <laughs> not to speak for him, but like you know, it like it, it the sincerity and the honesty and just like Correctness. we're just four guys in a van uh trying to be decent people and and mostly failing yeah and (laughs) mostly failing (laughs) you know and i think like i think if you try and get too uh, cute with that uh it can fail very quickly social media terrifies me really yeah i don't i don't really participate great instagram though you i do i do do have an instagram but uh it just i just find it very uh daunting and I don't, I don't know. It's like people talk about a lot of things in the world, and I don't know that I want to hear all of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And my girlfriend just showed me um, two days ago because I'm a bit of a luddite. She showed me that on Instagram there's a tagged photo function, yes. so you can like click on something and like see if you're in photos or something did like did you do that I did it was it was horrifying you'd never done that before were there like no. photos of people wow. with you at the merch booth and... yeah it was that oh, kind yeah. of it was that kind of thing and then and I was like this exists on the internet and she was like well what did you think all these people were taking photos with you for and I was like I don't know they show it to their parents I don't I don't know like they go to Walmart and print I don't know that's really cute so I no it was a horrible it was a horrible <laughs> horrible moment in my life when I was like oh there's a there's a tagged uh, photo thing and it was weird yeah it's it's a strange thing the internet's a scary place man you know what you guys are really good at and uh it's not just because I'm sitting in your van because if I did something bad you'd beat me up but the 
the, I love the videos. I'm too tired to beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> the videos. I think oh, yeah. that's an, a, a great way to, there's an easy way to just be like, let's do a lyric video and let's just pop up words over things. But the NES one you guys did uh, was for DVP. Was, yeah. I think I literally was at work and was like, I think I said, holy shit, so loud. Like people were like, what is, I just loved. That <laughs> Are you, you guys, okay? Because yeah, yeah. I just, I'm a huge 8-bit fan. Um, because I'm old, and I thought you know you guys doing that or the the recent video with you guys all getting uh was it the Kill. the hospital yeah oh yeah murdering each other like those types of things how you guys seem to take time and effort on those and that's a great way to you know show people who you are without social media yeah we have a friend named Jeremy Shaolin Ryu and he pretty much does all of our videos and he's kind of the fifth member of Pup. Um, and we, uh, he, uh, he's so in tune to what we're about. It's kind of crazy. Like but he knows, so, he, it's not even knows so much about us, but he's just like, he gets our mentality and yeah. he kind of approaches making these videos in the exact same way that we approach songwriting. Wow. And, uh, so that's, that's the yeah, J- I mean, yeah, Jared's like, he's amazing. He was like, he like listened to Piebald and made skate videos <laughs> as a kid. So you know that's he, perfect he's yeah yeah and so like the the first song that we ever released was reservoir and the first music video he ever made was for reservoir and we just kind of came up together and we've just been making videos together ever since and they're always a blast to do it's always like a it's always like a fairly uh, often a collaborative process that jeremy just takes the reins on yeah. and then just uh, goes to town. He's so creative, and, and, and they're awesome. all different. I mean, Dark yeah. Days is <clears throat> an amazing, you know, animation video yeah. that I think you know did it, it, did it get nominated or it had won something? Or? Yeah, I think it got nominated for Juno, which is like a Canadian. Uh, gra- it's kind of like a Canadian Grammy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the Juno is um, definitely which is which is cool. Um, and uh, I'm really glad that he uh, gets some recognition for this stuff because he's just. An amazing uh, dude, amazing creator, and like uh, he's he really is a fifth member of Pop. You know, I mean that those visuals are are needed for a band because of all the noise, because of all the social, and to have <clears throat> a video that's not the usual playing in the basement. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we made we've made those too. <laughs> yeah, those <laughs> I think we made one of those. <laughs> Everybody did. Yeah, sort of like the same thing with the photo in the. Yeah. In the uh, in in the woods or against the wall with guitars and amps though that's my favorite part about those photos and videos you're yes. like there's no electricity in the forest <laughs> not exactly <laughs> anyway I just read a uh, article or a uh, headline where uh, uh, people were having wedding photos in the in the uh, woods and oh they, the black metal band I just saw that too band. oh my god that's it's sick. so good. It's so good. And the guy's name was John Awesome. Did you see that? No. The dude who was like getting like the the husband to be. Uh, his name was John Awesome. So either either this black metal band has done the single greatest press stunt in the history of black metal yes. other than burning a church. <clears throat> yes. Uh, or, like, <laughs> I hope, like, is is she, now I just want to know if his wife is going to change her name to Awesome. Like, is, uh, and then you'd be like, how was your wedding photo? It awesome. was awesome. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That's that's what I was setting up. So, cool. <laughs> everything's awesome. Everything. No, awesome. no. How? No. How are you guys? Every, no, everything's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> we're awesome. <laughs> Literally. No. You just said you had a bad day. No, no. We're awesome. Yeah. Everything's good. Uh, 
I mean, you guys too have I mean had the awards and nominations, and that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's very feels very nice to uh, that. Not everyone thinks that we suck. I feel like our parents are really stoked about all that yeah. shit. Which helps when you want to say yeah. you want to go again. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I'm not saying they're telling you no, but no, you know, yeah. being like, Mom, look. I still yeah. do this. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's funny to play in like a band that like like ours and like, you know, our parents are very supportive. All of us have very supportive parents, but it's kind of weird, you know, especially like, you know, two years ago when things were just starting to get good, you know, we sold out our first show at uh, Mercury Lounge in New York like uh, two years ago pretty much to the day I think and uh, just down the street yeah and uh, I remember I remember being like (laughs) you know mom and dad like it's awesome we like sold out our first ever uh, American show and we feel really good and they're like oh that's so good how many people and we're like you know 300 and they're like you went all the way to New York to play for three hundred. <laughs> they don't. It's like they don't quite quite get it. They, I think they wow. had in their brain like, oh, it's like they're, they're in a, an arena or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, Madison Square Garden, something. But uh, so th- even though they're supportive, I think they're just kind of confused about why we put in so much effort for what what appears to some people to be little return, but for us is massive return. And uh, the kind of the awards have really helped sort of validate. I guess this band in their eyes, which is which is nice. They would have supported us either way, but it's nice uh, for them to actually feel some sort of pride or something. Yeah, there's less of the like Thanksgiving, like speaking to the aunt and uncle who are like, "How's your little band?" Oh yeah, so oh my <laughs> sister, uh, my sister is a very very uh, successful scientist. Uh, she's a she's a particle physicist. Wow, um, and um, my. My aunt is also an academic, and at Thanksgiving about two years ago, they got into a really deep conversation about my sister's work and particle physics and all that stuff, and <laughs> it, it lasted for a really long time at the dinner table, and I was sitting on the other side of my aunt, and at the end of this conversation, she turned to me, and she was like, and how is your little band? Oh, my God. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. No, Drink, I just please. I just quit my <laughs> I just quit my career job uh, and put all my life savings into trying something. And I spend all of my time. Like, uh, but same thing sort of happened. Like we got nominated for this thing called the Polaris Pride in Canada, which was pretty cool. And that's a big deal. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it is. It I think it is. The yeah. Arcade Fire and, won it. <laughs> and um, yeah, my aunt sent me an email, that same aunt, and she was like, I'm so proud of you, congratulations. And I was like, oh, thanks. Like, I guess I guess this is what bands like us have to do to to get their parents to understand. And that's, that's I, get, I get it. They're, in, they're a different generation, and it's tough to see your 28-year-old son make, you know, $10,000 a year and sleep on people's floors every night. My favorite thing is, like, uh, is, like, the one, the, like, random... You're doing good. The, like, random, uh, like, uncle or, like, second cousin, like, you know, like, Christmas. We're talking Christmas now. We're yeah, not yeah. talking... We're not talking, like, like your sister or your aunt who you see some, some, somewhat regularly. Christmas is a bigger group. Right. The, the bigger... They're like, so how are your record sales? <laughs> wow. <You're> like, <laughs> what is this, a marketing <laughs> meeting? <laughs> you think... You think people still buy records? Yeah. This is great. This is cute. <laughs> this is you. You know what? Let Let's talk about Led Zeppelin. How about <laughs> let's just you know? Uh, those are always fun for me. Just being like, I'm not even going to tell you why I look at how many Spotify. It doesn't matter. You know what? Forget it. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> uh, two more things. I know you guys have to go. You have to play a show. Sold out show. <laughs> Sold out show. Battery ballroom. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> I feel like you should be announcing at demolition yeah. derbies. I'm into that. I have. I, I have a Sunday. Have a, Sunday. I Sunday. do have a history in radio. Okay. Oh, there you go. Oh, so you can turn it on. Uh, yeah. If you guys right. need an intro, well, <laughs> well, let me know. From Toronto, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> Shock, <terrible>. jock. <laughs> uh, and we're back. So. <laughs> What happened? I I don't know if everybody's a baseball fan. Can we? What oh happened? To, what happened to the Blue Jays? Oh my God! What happened? Andrew Miller happened to the Blue Jays. Yes, he did. Yeah, Andrew Miller happened to uh, ev- he like. <laughs> oh God! He how he is an android. He's a freak. He, uh, and when you have uh, a freak being managed by a freak. Because Terry Francona is a freak. Yep. Uh, uh, that's what. Uh, that's, and they and they and they shed blood. Yeah, that was that was fucking gross. Um, a pitcher. Uh, just a quick backstory. A pitcher was playing with a drone, cut his finger, uh, tried to pitch, and bled all over the pitching mound. Yeah, and Center. had to be taken um, out. So what I think is the how is how is how is Toronto right now? Because uh, it's not like you can I mean, rely on the Raptors. I right wasn't now. there. When it happened, but I know a lot. You guys were in of Australia, people. right? Well, we were actually on this leg of the tour. They oh, got okay. knocked out. Uh, we were in Halifax like three days ago, and that was when they got knocked out. Um, but to finish that, just my response: the it, it, Terry Francona figured out uh, a way to use pitching that nobody in the history of baseball. Michael Bauman for the Ringer wrote a really interesting piece about this. That is not my original uh, scholarship, so I will give credit to him. But. Um, <laughs> And and he just is just using relief pitching and starting. He's blurred the line between starting and relief pitching. So he just threw a different pitcher at the Jays almost every time through the lineup. And so that coupled with uh, a natural slump that occurs in baseball made for, uh, as you saw, a very ugly five game series. Very ugly. Yeah. I apologize. I didn't understand a word of that. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling either it's going to be one person or zero. Um, so I apologize for uh, Canada's team as an Expos, okay. old Expos fan. Oh, yeah, because you were in Vermont. That's yeah, where I yeah, went. Yeah, that's right. $8 seats. Yeah. Bang on the yellow seats. Yeah. Get to yell bruit. Yeah. For noise. That was fun. <laughs> Montreal needs to have a baseball team. Yuppie? How great was Yuppie? Yuppie the he's, mascot? He's the Montreal Canadiens mascot now. Oh, I did, forgot about that. You're yeah. right. Did you know that? No, I should. I'm a hockey fan, but you didn't know he was the former Expos mascot. So no. Leafs fan then? Oh yeah. Who's the young kid on the Leafs right now? Uh, there's a few. What's Austin the w- Matthews is Austin the super Matthews. hot one. Yeah. I mean, super hot, hot one. As hot as in, as in he's very attractive. Dark out. Okay, he sorry. scored four goals in his first NHL game. That's a that's an NHL record. It is. That's amazing. But anyways, and I. You know, it could just be hype. Let's not put too much pressure on the poor kid. Yeah. Oh man, I bet Toronto's radio is like talking oh, about it's, the whole time. It's yeah. they've it's, already, they've probably already planned the parade. So I love I love when I sometimes I listen to uh, radio from around the world. I'll put on my phone and like listen to something. And you know, L.A. They're talking about the Dodgers or you know England. They're talking about soccer. I love no matter what y- month you turn it to oh, Toronto gosh. radio. It's literally they'll be like hey, next caller. It'll be like. Yeah. 
So about the Leafs. Yeah, 12, 12 months. <laughs> listen, listen, I listen, this is the year, okay? Uh, this is 12, 12 months of the, hockey podcasts. Seriously. Weekly podcasts. I love you guys up there. Right. for ho- It literally oh, yeah. doesn't matter what month. It's, it's the best sport. Toronto has... It's great. Toronto d- doesn't have an official religion, but if it did... It would e- it would be some weird hybrid of brunch and hockey. <laughs> <laughs> that, those are the only two things that Torontonians lose their minds over. I'm I got, so confu- much. I got <laughs> confused about that for a second, and then I was like, "No, you're right." Yeah. People <laughs> like I waited fucking twenty minutes for brunch. That was it. I'm, this is amazing, and you're like, Ugh, "Why didn't you just? You could have cooked." Uh, anyway. it's, not it's not the same, Steve. It's, it's, not the same. Same. it's not the same. All right. Shout out to Denny's, yeah. Manchester, Connecticut, for this morning's delicious rocks in my stomach. All right, as I leave you guys, um, you're doing a lot. You're touring the world, which is fantastic. Doing a ton of dates. Is there stuff that you want to do next? Is there things that you haven't done that you're dreaming about? You're like, I want to go on tour with Taylor Swift. Like, what? Uh, ten out of fucking ten would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ten out of ten would do. We was literally sitting in the back seat of the van, singing "Welcome to New York" today. While really? we were driving in. Just I like, do yeah. have some sort of a connection. I do, I can sense that. I saw. I sensed Taylor Swift when I walked in. Love oh, Swift. Yeah. No, she's great. Yeah, no, we want to go to Japan. That yep. would be cool. We want to go to Alaska. Oh, you should go with Portugal the man. Are they going? They're they're from. Aren't they from? Are they from Alaska? Alaska? No, are that. they going? Did you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, Shows what I know. What else do we want to do? I uh, want to drink some beers tonight. Yeah, okay, that's, we're gonna do that. That's well, a doable. That's a very uh, that accomplishable a, goal. That is a short I a, goal. I have yeah. a moderate sinus headache, but I can overcome that. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I like. I kind of feel like we did more than we ever expected. China. To, so that's I think good. I would love to see like a bunch of Asia. Seize it. Seize it. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're going about? in, man. No, C. C. S. E. Like, if we cool. could go and tour there and play shows and stuff, that would be cool. That would, yeah, um, would be cool. And then bands that people should check out. The big part about the podcast is younger yes. bands telling, like, I love finding out. There's always a band. There's always yes. a band camp link. What are some okay. stuff that people need to check out right now, Canada or U.S., if you guys want to separate so we can do, like, a radio playlist? What is it? What's what's the percentage on Canada radio? Oh, okay. 30, yeah. 33%. 33%. Sick. Yeah. Okay. Pew, pew, pew. That's spelled P-K-E-W, P-K-E-W, P-K-E-W. They're our, our best friends from Toronto. Okay. And they're one of the greatest bands in the history of the world oh, well wow. okay I, that was a blatant <laughs> lie they're a great <laughs> band they, they're they're amazing we we tour a lot with them we just finished our canadian uh, part of our canadian tour with them and they are just like the best dudes writing like the raddest songs they're just uh, it's like a it's like if thin lizzie and the ramones really? sang songs about pizza. beer and football and pizza <laughs> It's amazing. It's super it's super lighthearted, but at the same time they have uh, some pretty dark songs that are kind of like couched in uh like snotty gang vocals and mm-hmm. fun vibes and it and it's it makes for a, they have a they have an awesome record. Just listen to the record. It's like two, it's like 10 minutes long. It's awesome. Okay. Yeah. I love a band from Toronto right now called The Holy Gasp. What are they like? They're like a uh, weird like uh half spoken word half yelled like punk jazz it's cool it's out there though it's very out there uh the main guy is this kind of mad professor looking dude who plays uh 
uh, bongos. Wow. <laughs> and then they have like electric guitar and saxophone and a bass and a drummer and a keyboard. It's cool. Sounds like a nightmare, but it is. It sounds like cool. a jam band. It kind yeah, it does kind of sound like a jam band, but but you know, when I saw we we played a show with them once, and I I was watching them set up, and I was like, God damn it saxophone and djembe and whatever uh i was so pissed off and then they started playing i was like oh <laughs> yeah you guys are cool yeah they're kind of like they kind of are they're like very serious but they're very like fun and ridiculous at the same time and uh, i always appreciate people who can make good serious interesting music and not take themselves too seriously one more shout out yeah. jeff rosenstock jeff. new record so good may be in attendance this evening Really? Oh, wow. Jeff's fantastic. Jeff, I love Jeff. Everyone loves Jeff. Who doesn't like Jeff? Yeah. How? What an unoriginal opinion of me to have. Uh, <laughs> Steve, uh, if you had a shred off, who would you shred with? Like, if you want, if you could have a one-on-one shred off. Are you? You're guitar. essentially asking who in this scene do I respect the most? No, I'm saying like if Ingve Momstein was like, oh, "Hey, good Steve, Lord. let's shred." Oh, if well, I had you to... practiced all of those in those Guitar World magazine oh, things yeah, that you were right. talking about yeah. earlier, right? <laughs> That um, he was on the cover like every other month. Yeah, no. I if I had one? to, if I had to, like go up against like my one of my heroes. Uh, I mean, I would get slaughtered by anyone because I'm a hack in comparison. But uh, uh, I love Nels Klein from Wilco. I love Mark Rebeau, who's like a like a downtown like Lower East Side uh, like legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh God, Saint Vincent would. Eat me for fucking breakfast. <laughs> she is, oh, she's so good. Uh, yeah, any of those three. Those are three of my kind of like favorites. Great. Yeah, you guys are great. Thanks. You have a great. fantastic record, Side One Dummy Records. Uh, fantastic support. Well, Jeff coming out tonight. Wish you guys the best of luck. And uh, right. tell Thanks, Canada man. I said what's up. We will. We'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll be back when yeah. the that you said back. that yeah. you said bonjour. Viva Expo. Tom says bonjour. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all my French. It's so did I. And <laughs> you have an excuse. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, I love talking to Canadians. Thank you, Pup, for being on the podcast. And thank you for listening. If you want to support, head on over to washedupemo.com. They have uh, buttons and stickers for you. Also, on our Threadless store, washedupemo.threadless.com, we have shirts for men, women, children, framed art, pillows, shower curtains, styles like Make Emo Great Again and Kinsella We Trust. Trust me, your emo needs are all there. And there's a Patreon page that you want to support each month. Go for it. Also, cost of $0, you can leave a nice review on iTunes. See, from a lot to a little, you can support. Finally, if you'd like to use the internet, reach out to me on any social network or email admin at washedupemo.com we'll see you next time Hello, Washed Up Emo fans. Thank you for listening to this podcast over the last nine plus years. Or if it's your first time, welcome. It has flown by and I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. And for this current episode you're about to hear, I do have a favor of you. 
I have some books out right now called Anthology of Emo, and Volume 2 was released last fall. I really think you'll dig it if you haven't heard of them. It features guests from the podcast, including Jim Atkins from Jimmy World, Chris Conley from Saves the Day, Travis Shettle from Piebald, and John Bunch from Sensefield. I've also reprinted Volume 1, so you can order both. Check out the DIY publishing at anthologyofemo.com.